right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Show Choir Download. I'm your host, William Soki, and this is episode number 85 of the download, and this is not a competition weekly episode. This is a bonus Q&A episode that I am doing during the season. As always, this episode is brought to you by Homeroom Show Choir, so please head over to instagram.com slash homeroomxc and x.com slash homeroomsc for all of your social media needs when it comes to show choir. I also want to give a quick shout out to the kids from Wisconsin. I know that I don't talk about them a ton, but they are show choir within the state of Wisconsin. They are rolling through their audition season right now. I believe they're stopping in the Green Bay area this weekend. So shout out to the kids from Wisconsin. I know people who have been in kids and it seems like a really good experience. So I'm looking forward to see what they put on stage this year. All right, this episode is for the spillover or heavier questions that I got from the Q&A that I put out earlier this week that didn't make it in to the main competition weekly episode. So I don't have a ton of questions here. I've got five questions, but these are all pretty deep questions. And so I wanted to give them the time they deserve talking about it. So here we go. We're going to lead off with a question from Tayla that says, which state has the best show choir? Boy, this one, probably going to poke the hornet's nest among my out-of-state listeners. So I looked at the list of states, and so of the states that have active show choir right now, we have Alabama, Arizona, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Mississippi, Nebraska, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin and West Virginia. No, did I just say Washington? I meant to say Wisconsin. Kill Washington, that that isn't in there. I'm not editing that out. This is a bonus episode. So what do we have? We have states with several different situations in which they find themselves for the whole show choir thing. Some of the scenes are growing. I would say that Arizona falls into this category. They had their first competition ever this year. I would throw Colorado into that category. Colorado is kind of branching out from a traditionally two competitions and done season this year. We have, I would say, Kansas in that category. Kansas just started their own competition, Blue Valley did, a few years ago. And so you have some circuits that are growing. I would say Texas is in there as well. Texas with four competitions now on the season. And then aside from the growing scenes, we have some different types of scenes. We have larger scenes and we have smaller scenes. And so of the smaller scenes, I think that in this category, we can put New England as a whole. So Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island. This is a scene that was hit really hard due to the pandemic, and not a ton of groups have come back. A lot of times, Daniel Hand is the only group from New England that a lot of people outside the region recognize if they even recognize any names. South Windsor has made a name for itself in these past few years here, but other than that, it's pretty spotty name recognition-wise out of the region, so I'll throw New England in here, as well as I will also throw... 
North Carolina in here. They're a state that has a state competition and it's pretty much done. I'll throw Maine in here as well. That's another state that pretty much just has a state festival. And then I'll throw South Dakota in this column as well because South Dakota, there are only a finite number of schools that are large enough to put on a large show choir production each and every year. You basically have your Sioux Falls schools, you have a couple suburban Sioux Falls schools, Harrisburg, Brandon, and then you have some mid-sized schools. You have Mitchell, you have Chamberlain, and then it really kind of drops into the smaller schools. By smaller schools, I mean less than 500 kids. And really, the market is kind of tapped out in terms of your big schools. Maybe Rapid City, maybe Spearfish for your big to mid-sized schools that don't have show choir in South Dakota, at least the competitive kind. But South Dakota, very interesting dilemma there. And then I would also throw in terms of smaller circuits, I would throw in Minnesota. And this one's very interesting for a number of reasons. I know I've got a number of people from Minnesota who listen to the podcast, so I thought that I would talk on this for a while. Minnesota is kind of a unique breed in the show choir world because of the stature of most of its groups that compete. So I actually did a count, and there are actually only 12 schools in Minnesota right now that have competitive show choir. But of those 12, you have certainly a few with national name recognition, looking at you, Hastings, Waconia, Bloomington, Kennedy. You have several who are who are of winning caliber, looking at you, Bemidji won a competition earlier this year. St. Francis is another group that has won competitions in these past couple of years. Totino Grace is in that category as well. North St. Paul has challenged as well in these past couple of years here. And so already, that's seven groups, that's already half of Minnesota's show choir scene. And then what do you have left? You have South St. Paul, and then you have groups that don't compete as much. You have groups like Waseca, groups like New Prague, things like that. And so the interesting thing about Minnesota is that it's not the best scene for newcomers. I think the newest program we have in Minnesota is Underwood, and that was maybe like a 2017 Genesis. Winona Cotter had kind of a one and done last year. They did their three competitions and then they didn't compete this year, which was super sad to see. Duluth Denfeld made a run of it a couple years ago, and that was short-lived. I think that fizzled out even before the pandemic. And then if you want to look in the Twin Cities metro, Maple Grove tried to make a run of it in the early 2010s. They were going to be your stereotypical glee bump choir, doing things the right way, planning it out in advance, hiring a good creative team, things like that. Crimson Corral never even hit the stage. And so there used to be also kind of a parallel southwestern Minnesota scene. You used to have, well, I guess, kind of southern overall. You used to have Albert Lee. You used to have Adrian. You used to have Marshall. You used to have Jackson County Central. And now most of these groups, with the exception of Waseca, is the only one still going from that part of the state. They're all gone. And so I don't know what the contributing factors are. I'm just simply not well-versed enough in Minnesota. But I think that the caliber of the groups and the visibility of a lot of the groups does make it intimidating for newcomers. And I sincerely hope that we see some new show choirs in Minnesota because it's a state that if you look at it, I mean, there are so many schools in the Twin Cities and out that are just primed for show choir. And so 
I hope we see more show choir schools for Minnesota. I think it'll be an uphill road for anybody who enters right now, unless a rush of them all come in and say, hey, we're going to compete and grow together. But those are my thoughts on Minnesota. That kind of rounds out the smaller scenes. And so then as for the larger scenes, I would kind of put the South in there. So kind of Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia kind of all combined since they seem to cross state lines pretty often. And then I would also put Illinois in here, Indiana, as well as Nebraska, Ohio. And then I think those are pretty much the bulk of the larger scenes, California and Wisconsin, obviously in there as well. Missouri as well is something that I would put in the larger scene category. So ultimately what I'm looking for when I personally interpret the question, which state has the best show choir, I would say that I'm looking for the best combination of quality plus quantity. So number one, who has groups that consistently put nationally competitive shows on stage? And number two, who simply has the sheer number of best groups out there? And so when I look at those two, I have five states that come to mind. And so the state that I think in the country has the best show choirs, Indiana. You have several nationally competitive groups coming out of this state every year. You think of the big three of Carmel, Center Grove, and Franklin Central. You also have North Central, Zionsville, Fishers, Plainfield, Noblesville, Brownsburg, Avon, Lawrence's, two of them. You just go down the list and there's so many groups that are good and there are also so many groups there are like five competitions in that state some weekends as a very very close number two i would put iowa if you look at some of the nationally competitive groups from iowa lynn marr won nationals last year and just even in and around cedar rapids you could also name off cedar rapids kennedy cedar rapids washington cedar rapids jefferson marion and then you move over to des moines and you've got Ankeny, you've got Ankeny Centennial, you've got Johnston, you've got Urbandale, you've got Southeast Polk, you've got Indianola, you've got Norwalk, and then you move to the Iowa City Davenport area, and you've got Iowa City and Iowa City West and Liberty and Davenport Central and Davenport North, and then you move up to Sioux City, and you've got Sioux City East, and then Bishop Heelan as well, and then you move down to Council Bluffs, and you've got Lewis Central. So lots of groups, good groups in Iowa as well, similar competition slate, their season starts earlier and ends earlier then Indiana's, so a little bit of a difference there. In third place, I have Nebraska. Nebraska, I think, is slept upon by tons of people for the sheer fact that their scene is mostly coalesced around the Lincoln and Omaha areas. But if you're a suburban Omaha school, and if you are a Lincoln school, you are in the vast minority if you do not have show choir at your school. We look at some of the Nebraska powerhouses. Omaha Westside, Papillion La Vista South, Millard West, uh, Papillion La Vista, the regular kind, Lincoln East this year, Lincoln Southwest this year, Norris at certain points. And so tons of good groups from Nebraska as well. And they've also got a really thriving small school scene, some of the Western part of the state that probably not a ton of people know about. So just lots of groups there. This one really comes up big in the quantity portion. In fourth place, I have Ohio. And Ohio is still known for several nationally recognized groups. You've got Marysville, you've got Finley, but it's just a little bit of a lighter version of each of the three states ahead of it. And then rounding up my top five is California. And for California, obviously you have the big three. You have Los Alamitos, John Burroughs, and Burbank. But then you still have plenty of groups outside of the big three. You have advanced mixed two, you have intermediate mixed, you have novice mixed, and all that. So California is my number five. Next question is from Andrew. And he says, wouldn't it be cool if Wisconsin held a state championship like for groups that made finals in the state this year. 
This is a novel proposition. The closest that I could find to what Andrew was describing right now is the Indiana State Show Choir Finals, which is run by ISSMA, Indiana's equivalent of WSMA. And it is highly controversial in Indiana. Why is it controversial in Indiana? Number one, you have to qualify through an ISSMA-sanctioned competition. That means that they're using the score sheet approved by the ISSMA. That means that the contest is being run to the standards of the ISSMA. And some people don't like the score sheet. Some people don't like having to mold their competition seasons around ISSMA comps. Some don't like the fact that the state championship is a one-and-done that takes nine groups from large mix, nine groups from small mix, nine groups from large single gender, and nine groups from small single gender, and it's a one-and-done, and it's a pretty sterile environment, and it's over with. Some groups still go, and a state championship still means a lot. Would it be cool if Wisconsin did this? Yes, I do think it'd be cool if Wisconsin did this. I think that due to the dearth of competitions in Minnesota and the quality of groups in Minnesota, which I talked about before, there are tons of competitions where we see Wisconsin get maybe two or three groups in the finals, and that's pretty much it. So I think a competition where we knew that the finals would consist of everybody being from Wisconsin would be great. The issue would be number one, when would you hold it? Because a lot of groups pretty much refuse to compete any later than what's currently the end of competition season because spring sports start. And number two, where would you hold it? And number three, how would you qualify? Because there is still the issue of qualifying in finals, if that was the benchmark, was just making finals somewhere in Wisconsin this year. Was it in a competition that only had seven mixed groups, and so you only had to beat one group to make finals? Was it on a score sheet that favored you as a vocally strong group and not some other groups that are perhaps stronger in choreography? There's so many questions with this, so I think without diving too deep into it, my answer is yes, it would be cool if it happened. I don't know where you would host it, maybe somewhere in the Wisconsin Rapids or Stevens Point area, like a middle of the state kind of deal. I don't know when it would be, because you can't really run it the week after the season ends. That way, what if somebody qualifies for finals the first time in the last week of the season, and then they want to get into state? I don't know how many choirs it would draw, but it would be cool. I mean, you're looking at Onalaska plus Toma plus DePier plus Hamilton. Those are the four groups from Wisconsin that have won competitions in state this year. Plus your best non-winning groups. You've got Sauk Prairie in there. You've got Sparta in there. Plus groups that, you know, make finals most of the time. Plus groups that make finals some of the time. It would be epic. I'm not going to lie. But ultimately, I just see too many hurdles for it to be executed well. Could someone execute it? Yeah, of course. Could someone execute it well? I'm a little bit more up in the air there. Plus, I don't want the WSMA touching this at all because they already have enough on their hands at this point in the year with solo and ensemble stuff, and I don't know if they would have a positive impact on this. Nothing against the WSMA. It's just that when we see state music governing bodies get involved in other states, it gets slicey-dicey at points. 
So could somebody do like an end of season competition named like Showquires of Wisconsin Championships? And then the qualification is you have to have made finals this year. Sure. Would it be as prestigious as a true state finals? No. But would it be as close as you could get? Sure. I mean, Toma used to host in April. Altoona, I think, hosted in April at a certain point in time. Holman, maybe, as well, or at least in very late March. So it's not like competitions haven't happened at that point of the year before. It would just be interesting to see if people would bite the second time around. All right, now diving into a trio of questions related to scoring. And so the first question comes to us from CJ, who says, what finals method for scoring do you prefer or makes the most sense to you? This question is easiest to answer in what do I not prefer to be my finals scoring system, and that is simply raw points. Raw points are where we get our finalists from a lot of the times. Not every time, but a lot of the times. But do I think it is an accurate indicator of where our finals groups should be placed? No, I think that the finals groups should be placed in some sort of system that is specifically derived from rankings. And so that leaves us with a couple options here. The trend that seems to be going on right now, as I've chatted with directors and seen some score sheets and things like that, the growing trend seems to be to do ordinal consensus in finals. And so ordinal consensus is where the group with the highest number of best remaining votes left from the judges gets the position, and you do that all the way down until you have six or however many groups you're taking in finals. The other system that I like is converting rankings to points and then doing it from there. So you can either have each placement simply be that number of points and then the lowest score wins. So on a five judge panel, you would aim for a score of five if everybody ranked your show in first. Or you could turn each ranking into a certain point value. Like first place would be 25, second place would be 21, third place would be 17, fifth place or fourth place would be, you know, 11, something like that. And then you do it there. I think the biggest thing that you just have to take into account is that there may be certain judges on the panel that are really in favor of certain groups. I think it happens more so that a judge loves a group and would put them head and shoulders above the competition much more than a judge really disliking a group and putting them head and shoulders below the competition. So I think that's the main thing that you need to be cognizant about. If I had to pick one, I think that converting ranks to points. If I had to choose one, I would say that having the finals ranks for the judges, and it doesn't matter if they used points to get there or not, a lot of people would probably say, yeah, they should fill out a score sheet and then that becomes their rank for the show. So you have the finals ranks and then you add up all the rankings for each group and whoever has the lowest score wins. This is how cross country works and I was a big cross country kid when I was in high school. So I think it has a little something to do with that. But if I had to pick one, that's what I would pick. But generally, I rarely find a final scoring system these days that I do not like. So CJ, that is the answer to your question there. Question from Eric that says, should there be a standard scoring system for all in-state competitions? The key verb in Eric's question here is should. Should there be a standardized scoring system? 
it would probably benefit the state to do so. It would give directors and choreographers and other creatives, show designers, costumers, and whatnot, and rangers, throw whoever you want in there, a very clear indication of, okay, when we're competing in-state this year, these are the categories that we need to excel in if we want to be considered a good show by the judging panel. The issue with this is that, number one, of course, there's no guarantees when you go out of state, and number two, what is the ideal score sheet? That's the question that no one has answered yet, and that's the question that has stalled this entire discussion. I mean, Chill Choir across the country is famous for its lack of uniformity. I've talked ad nauseum in several episodes about how different states do group divisions based off of different things. Wisconsin generally does them off of skill level. Iowa does them off of school enrollment. Some states like the South do them based off of group size. So ultimately, there's no uniformity anywhere. And the score sheet, while in my opinion, it would be good. Number one, what is the ideal score sheet? I'm not qualified to answer that question. A lot of people who are a lot more of a genius than I am have tried to figure out that question and they can't come to an agreement. And number two, it would simply be one piece in a uniformity puzzle that I honestly think is just too broken to ever be fixed. And so I think that will be part of the charm of show choir is that some states take five groups to finals, some groups take six to finals, groups do divisions with every way to the sun, some states are more swinging towards story shows, some states aren't. I think you just got to embrace it at that point because if you try to fix all of it, you're just going to wind up pulling your hair out. So while I think that an ideal scoring system would definitely take into account several vocal factors, several visual factors, some intangible factors as well, such as show design, I think that ultimately, should it happen? Yes. Is it going to happen? I would be shocked. My flabber would be gasted. My gob would be smacked, my jaw would be on the floor if this happened any time in the next 25 to 50 years. And I mean, we're only 50 years into show choir, so I guess I can't really say what 50 years out of show choir really would mean, but I just don't ever see it happening. So Eric, thank you for being an idealist among us, but sadly, I don't think it's going to happen. Final question here is from Leslie, and Leslie says, who I think will win doesn't. How can I watch shows to be more like a judge? So this is a very interesting question, and it's definitely one that I have kind of grown through in my years of hosting the podcast, and so this one presents an interesting thing for a few reasons. So number one, not everybody wants to watch shows like a judge. Some people simply want to sit back, and they want to have fun. They want to see good shows, and by and large, Wisconsin has good shows. And whoever makes finals makes finals, right? You obviously have somewhat of a ballpark estimate of this group really impressed me in this song because reasons X, Y, and Z. But ultimately, you know, if three groups that you thought were good didn't make finals, you just kind of toss your hands up and you say, oh, well. The second reason this is super interesting is because as I touched on in the last question, the score sheets aren't the same everywhere. Even if you get your hands on a blank score sheet and you say the vocal categories are vocal artistry, vocal technique, and vocal effect, and the visual 
categories are visual artistry, visual technique, and visual effect. And the band category is just quality and effect. I forget what the band categories are. Even if that's the score sheet that you see, and that's the ISSMA score sheet, you still don't know if that's the score sheet that the panel is using, right? And so even then, even if you do know what score sheet the panel is using, what defines vocal technique? What defines vocal artistry? What defines vocal effect? And so while we all know what good singing is and what bad singing is, or at least we think we do, here are some things, just some little tips that I would say that if you are interested in watching shows like a judge, not for the purpose of tearing groups down or not for the purpose of going out and the next time you see somebody from that group, you say, oh, I thought that A, B, and C were really wrong with your show. If you're simply trying to figure out who's going to win more accurately, here are a couple of things that I would look for that some people may also sleep on or not be cognizant of that is factored into the scores. A couple things vocally. Number one, the biggest one to me that a lot of people don't realize would be difficulty of arrangements. A choir can produce a lot of sound with a great vowel and on pitch, but it could all be in unison and they could have a song that's mostly in unison. Part of creating a great vocal sound is taking on tough lines and still rocking those. And so that is when you get those beautiful chords. When you have an alto line that kind of slowly drips off of the melody and it's a harmony line, and then all of a sudden just locks in with the other three parts and it's a beautiful chord. That's something I would look for. Also on the vocal side, I would look for the kind of interrelated things of breath support and projection. Sometimes some observers miss that groups kind of trail off at the end of phrases. And so really listen out until the end of the phrase, right until the dance break hits. And then you can see who truly has the chops to back up their singing and who doesn't. On the visual side, here are a couple things that I would look for. Number one, beyond is the choreography clean? Does the choreography need to be what it is? Do the moves make sense? When the group drops down to a lower level, does that indicate some sort of low point in the song? Are there lyrics that match that? Or are they just moving simply for the sake of moving? That's something I would look for. Also on the visual side, I would look at costumes. Certain costumes, they look very cool, but they may not be super stylistically appropriate. And so when we see groups come out with perhaps t-shirts on instead of button-down shirts or suit coats, look at that and say, okay, disregarding the look of it, what does this mean in terms of the show progression? Does this mean that the storyline is going towards a more laid-back, less formal area? Is this a show about somebody who is living a little bit loose? I would say that is something I would look for as well. And then also for the band, one thing that I would look for is obviously you got balance and obviously you have intonation. But something that I would really look for is, is the band accenting at the very right moments? Is the band coming in quick and tight in between a vocal line that stops and then starts again? 
is the band not just blasting your ears off every dance break or is the dance break an artistry itself in the band where you can tell that there's a four count measure where they really excel and they're blasting your ears off but then they they tone it back to maybe a nine from a ten and you can still pick out the individual parts and things like that so those are a few things that i would say you should look for if you are trying to watch shows like a judge However, I will qualify this with the fact that if you look at a judging score sheet, very rarely is every judge in accordance on every position. Some score sheets you'll see out of a panel of six, you'll see a group get three ones and then a couple twos and a three, and then group two will get the other three ones, but then they'll also get like three threes. So different judges see things different ways, and so ultimately the results are the consummate result of a group of humans working at that and they are humans even going back to the standardized score sheet debate if you do have a standardized score sheet you would still get different results number one because shows change throughout the year but number two because there are humans on the panel and every human interprets things in a different way that's what personal preference is for and so ultimately I may watch an entire 14 choir varsity division like I did at home in this year and I may have the way I saw things shake out, and then the group that I had 10th on the sheet made finals. So ultimately, I don't think that you can beat yourself up too much over this. I think that it is something that while it's a noble cause, ultimately, you're never going to get it perfect 100% of the time. Show choir is surprising. But if you want to be in that mindset, hopefully the tips I provided are good. That just about wraps up this episode. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I know this was a little bit of a later episode in the week because it was a double episode, but I hope you enjoy the Q&A segment. I am going to do one of these after the season as well, so keep thinking up your questions from there. They do not have to be show choir related. Please, everyone, if you are competing this weekend, stay safe and stay healthy. If you're spectating, do the same as well. If you're just enjoying this weekend off of show choir, please enjoy your weekend. And this is William Soki saying goodbye until the next Wisconsin show choir download. (laughs) 